In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. On this celebration of the Holy Day of St. Nicholas, on this celebration as we have here the bread of Nicholas, and a good question for us to think about this, how is it that St. Nicholas is the patron saint of our people? We should note that every prayer, every act of mercy, every act of love is a free choice. God did not force St. Nicholas to be our patron saint. There is never any forcing in the kingdom of God. Everything is voluntary. Even in the matter of saints, just as we did not choose God, but he chose us, So also, we did not choose St. Nicholas. This was God's plan for us, as you will see from the stories and liturgical hymns about the saint that we will study in the next few minutes. In one of the monasteries in Jerusalem, long ago, bread like this that is before me became known as the bread of St. Nicholas. And that monastery stands to this very day. St. Nicholas is generous to the poor. He exhausted the riches of his family and gave everything away to the needy in his community. Remember the story of how he secretly threw money in through the window of a poor man's house to prevent him from having to give up his daughters to slavery. That is just one story. The true story is that St. Nicholas did this kind of thing over and over again. What does that have to do with us? Over the years, especially when our people immigrated to the United States from Europe, from the Balkans, they knew poverty and want. We needed a saint to intercede in our behalf, and St. Nicholas did. Do you know that there are 12 churches throughout the diocese named in his honor? These churches were named for the saint because of the love and devotion that the people had for him. St. Nicholas is a teacher by example. He taught the doctrines of the Holy Orthodox Church day in and day out. Sometimes he even stepped outside the envelope of polite scholarly big debate. As one legend has him striking the heretic Arius in anger, all because Arius denied that Jesus Christ was a person of the Holy Trinity. That is how strongly devoted St. Nicholas is to the correct teachings of the church. Most people are not theologically educated. Many of our people believe in practical wisdom. We needed a saint who would teach us doctrine by example. St. Nicholas's whole life became a living sermon. This is one of the main reasons why we have a seminary that only produces pastors and good priests. No one graduates from Christ to Savior Seminary 
who will live in an ivory tower. We need a saint who teaches real people about real life in Christ. And St. Nicholas is the best saint to do that. St. Nicholas delivered people out of prison and from sinking ships. He personally interceded with the Emperor Constantine to spare three soldiers from being unjustly executed. Years later, a ship was foundering in a storm at sea, and the sailors cried out for St. Nicholas to pray for them. The saint appeared, and he prayed for the Lord to calm the sea, which is exactly what happened. Our people and the people of our own background today have been in many tough scrapes over the centuries. Life in Europe was not easy. Life in the Balkans, not easy. And many lived in utter poverty. When they came to America, they worked with picks and shovels in deep coal mines. They stoked hot blast furnaces in the steel mills. We needed a saint who could pray with powerful faith and ask the Lord to deliver us from the danger and the harm of our living. There are many instances of that, including the miners who were saved in the dark coal mine tragedy near Monongahela years ago. And St. Nicholas continues to watch over his people. Every year I look forward to the celebration of the Holy Day of St. Nicholas. After all, I have taken my spiritual name after our Holy Father Nicholas. I like especially the St. Nicholas Vespers. My favorite verse is this. O good and faithful worker, in the vineyard of Christ, who endured the hardships of daily labors, you do not complain of those who work less than you. Saints are hard to work for workers. They are called around the clock. They are expected to give away everything they have. They put the interest of everyone else on a higher priority than their own. And yet, despite all this hard work and commitment, they endured. St. Nicholas endured. He did not complain. He did it all with joy. We all know that our people have always worked hard. They worked hard for their families. They worked hard for their communities. They worked hard for their churches. People in countless churches bake and cook for the projects that benefit the parish. Every generation feels that nobody works as hard as they do. Even priests and deacons fall prey to thinking at times that no one works as hard as they do or that no one appreciates what they go through. When we catch ourselves thinking this way, then we understand why St. Nicholas is our patron saint. Remember once and once more the Vesper hymn, O good and faithful worker in the vineyard of Christ, you endured the hardships of daily labors. You did not complain of those who work less than you. Our St. Nicholas helps us look away from ourselves and look instead to Jesus Christ. We need a saint who teaches us how to work and how to live without being critical of others. We need a saint who shows us how to sacrifice and serve the work hard with gladness, joy, and celebration. 
And what better time of the year is there to celebrate the Feast of St. Nicholas other than right before the Christmas celebration of the Lord's Nativity? The Slava takes place now for our Serbian brothers and sisters. And the bread of Nicholas stands here or sits here or lays here before us. Of all the seasons of the year, there is no better time than now. St. Nicholas is our personal usher who guides us into the joyful celebration of Emmanuel, the celebration of Tsunami Boh, God is with us, the celebration of this God is with us. Dear people, it is St. Nicholas who calls us to look up and away from the decorating, the cooking, the partying, the planning, the grumbling about the weather, the writing of Christmas cards, the wrapping of gifts. He calls us to look beyond all these things of life with joy to the greater things of heaven. Because in the heavens, in the midnight clear, the Bethlehem star is still shining. It is visible to everyone who really wants to find it. The angelic choir is still singing glory to God in the highest. And it is audible to everyone who really wants to listen and who has ears to listen. And dearly beloved, because up there in the heavens and all around you and even in your heart, if you stop and be still, and if you really want to rejoice and be glad, there is the gospel shout of the heavens that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. That is why St. Nicholas is our patron saint. It is also why this day is close to Christmas. This day points to Christmas Day. It is a road sign for us on this difficult journey through life. May the blessing of this Advent season and St. Nicholas be on all of you now, and may the great blessing of our Lord's Nativity await you and yours. Very briefly, please. Some of you were not present when we had these deliberations and talks. We had almost 60 people here, and we had over, over 20-some deacons from around the uh, diocese people who are going to be our priests someday. There, by the pulpit, is an open reliquary. Two of them. Some of the oil of St. Nikolai and, and also the, the, the remains of what can be given to us. And also there is the painting of St. John Chrysostom with a relic of him. And on the reverence, you will find St. Nicholas and in, and in the, in the right-hand side of the uh, uh, relic, you will find the relic. No one else was able to receive these relics, the moshchi, we say, the moshchi, except us. There are only the pillars that keep the body of Nicholas up above the ground. And, off, and away from water, and away from many other things. Why? Because the body is completely there, 
No one here is going to go and pay some money to re- receive the bones of St. Nicholas. That's impossible to do. Everything is sealed. But on a day like today, the 19th of December, two bishops go to Bari, Bari, Italy. Two bishops, one Roman Catholic dressed in his raiment of bishop and, and an Orthodox bishop. They go with a silver ladle and they go to the, go to the sarcophagus where the bones lay. And from those, from those bones and into to that sarcophagus slowly seeps a white o- oil. Slowly sleeps, leaps a, uh, uh, a one that is with, with great, great favor, great, great aroma. And these two bishops kneel down there and they scoop up all of these fragrant oils that come. We have that there. When I was, oh, this was way back in, 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 my, in the 50s, when I went to Bari, Italy, I brought back some oil and I brought back some relics for that. So he's with us and he lives with us and we live with him. The, the Nicholas that we know, not so much Santa Claus, not that. The Nicholas that we know and I brought to your attention who he is and what he is. The blessing of the Lord be upon all of you.